Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav BZ, aka Motivate. We up in this thing. And you got your girl here, Morgan, better known as Mo, Motowns, whatever you like to call me. Let's get it, and you tune into another episode of Motivate TL. What's good, y'all? Y'all all right? Happy Martin Luther King Day. I'm like, are they supposed to respond? <laughs> I was like, yeah. In their head, they like, yeah, yeah, we good, we good. But yeah, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so shout out to the GOAT. Yeah, MLK. You know, he's done a lot for the culture, changed the game out here, so. I don't know um, how, like, true or not true this is, but I, I've heard people say, like, when Martin Luther King was alive, like, people wasn't really even fucking with him for real, like. I can see like that, they make it seem like you know almost like you gotta die to right. get your recognition. I can see that though because when you on a mission to change things and and people don't like change, they don't like that. Even if it's for their better, they don't be liking change. Exactly, and now we years later and we're finally starting to embrace it. Which a whole another little conspiracy theory. Okay. Is was desegregation for the better of black people? Like we could have kept being segregated and pouring money into each other instead of good going point. and spending to... money at Macy's. Facts. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. It's definitely different ways to, to look at it. it and to view it and how I can I can kind of see how a white person would put a person like Martin Luther King on a platform as this great person, which he was a great person. Not, right, right. not doubting that at all. Absolutely. But it was easier for the white people to conform to that because the segregation, especially in our businesses and things, still meant a win for for them. That's actually a good point. Actually a good point. Mo with the I've been thinking about this stuff like today. <laughs> Mo with the conspiracies for the day, right? Just because like, like you got me thinking now. That's I good. went to work today, even though I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday. Y'all, I'm on a mission, y'all. She said last episode, hey, yeah, so I can't like, too much. Let me, um, let me make this extra money. Shout out to Martin Luther King for giving me this double pay. Right. <laughs> like, but this morning I wasn't really feeling good. I was like, why did I sign Yo, up? It is freezing outside, though. Yeah. Like, it's 22 degrees. It was 22. It probably was... You get up at the crack of dawn, it probably not was before twelve. Understand? Before the booty what? crack of dawn. <laughs> Yo, it's <laughs> fr- and I hate the cold. Like I've been getting up doing fasted cardio, so I'm on intermittent fasting. I don't eat for sixteen hours, I only eat for eight. So when I get up in the morning, I haven't eaten for hours. So I tried to do fasted cardio, but it was no way I was getting up in the morning to go to the gym. I feel like I'd have walked out. My sweat would have froze. <laughs> it's freezing outside. Do you go to like your apartment gym? No, no, no. I go to LA Fitness. Oh, I got LA Fitness too. Yeah. So whichever one that you know I'm closer to, depending on my life and my schedule. But yeah, just trying to get the get this workout in, get the summer body. Too. You know what I'm saying? Come up out this shirt. And I definitely tried to do the workout thing, like, and be consistent before the new year. Because I was like, I'm not going to play myself like this is just a New Year resolution. Right. Nah, fact. It, it has to be. And that was my goal because that actually gets into the motivation while we on this topic. So I'm going to slide that in there. But one of my goals, because after I came back from DR and I had the food poisoning thing, like I just felt so off. I feel like eating was making me feel normal again because my body was just all. I don't think I really got right 
internally until like October, November, Thanksgiving ish. So my nephew, when I was at home for Christmas, my nephew said, Man, you fat. And I was, I was so offended. <laughs> you know, kids gonna keep it a hundred with you. But um and some other people had told me like, Oh, you like you you know, you gained some weight. I didn't like that. But since I've been intermittent fasting, like this has been my two weeks. And what's crazy about intermittent fasting is I've definitely seen my energy levels way lower. I'm like more tired than normal. Um, only because my body's still adjusting. You know what I'm saying? And I can't really eat to get the energy. So, but after I eat, because at work, when I'm at work, I, can, I don't eat until 11. So from 8 to 11, I really don't want to be there because it's early. I done did fasted cardio. I done sweated. You know what I'm saying? I ran over two miles. And my body just be tired, yo. So once I eat, I get my energy. But I've been having, like, headaches randomly, too. Mm. So my body's just really trying to adjust. It hasn't been bad these last few days. So hopefully well, going into this let me tell you, y'all. Travis's fake life, like, getting big. I'm kind of on the real, like, <laughs> on the edge of a BBW. But I did my fasting, which, I mean, it's not exactly the same. It was just one meal a day for 12 meals. I mean, for 12 days. But um, I've had the, I had the most energy, like, okay, probably yeah. after the second or third day. Like, I would try to make myself take my regular routine naps. I used to be almost falling asleep on the way home, like, in traffic. Mm -hmm. And now I just have been, like, very alert. So when my fast was over, I kind of got inspiration from you. Like, oh, I'm only finna eat, like, a certain part of the day. Like... Right. And I've kind of been trying not to just skip out on lunch like I'm doing my old fast, but just eat like a snack. Right, right. And my energy level has still been high, but the only difference, I guess, the huge difference is I work out after I eat and digest my food. Okay, yeah, makes sense. So I still have my um, energy really high. Right. Like I eat and then maybe wait an hour or two and then go to the gym. But I also don't have time to fat like do the fasting workout because I be at work. So right, early. right. And the thing I'll say too, one thing I've learned with the intermittent fasting is you can't control your body when it comes to snacking and eating because I stop eating at depending on how my day goes. I eat for the eight hours, so sometimes it's either from ten to six, eleven to seven, or twelve to eight, just depending on it. But sometimes at night, if I stop at six. Around nine or ten o'clock, I'm Hungry. craving a snack and or just something to grab something, and I I can't eat. So go to sleep. You really have to right. And if I if I don't have any work or anything to do, or because one one time last week I, I went to bed at like eight and I was back up at like eleven, just up. And I'm like, yo, I tried to go to bed early to get some rest because I was crazy tired and I didn't even sleep the whole night. So I think it's impossible for me to just go to bed earlier than ten o'clock. Sleep is my favorite hobby, so. I mean, I can, any other time, I can easily just yeah. knock into a nap and just be out, but. That's what's crazy is, with me, though. Like, this is so weird for me not to be able to, like, take a nap in point five. Yeah. Like, I'm like, even, I be taking oh, a nap, my eyes be closed, but, like, my brain and stuff is nah, still. Nah, facts, though. So, I think that's a, I think that's a part of just allowing your body and your mind just time to relax. Because sometimes I feel like I'm laying down, my eyes closed, but I'm not really asleep because my brain is still going. I'm still processing things. But when I wake up or when I come out of that zone, I guess, because it's not really sleep, I feel like I took a nap. But 
I wasn't really sleep. Yeah, I don't be tired or nothing after. It's just super weird because for me, like, I looked forward to all three of my meals mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And I didn't really value how I would, how my body would feel so much better if I just focused my mind on other things. I'm, I'm like the little boy on Instagram. Where we finna eat at? Yeah. <laughs> I will say to that, though, being that you did the fast and you proved to yourself that you were able to do that just as much as possible, try not to go back to your bad habits. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm trying not You know to. what I'm saying? That's for everybody listening, too. Like, if you start something and you prove to yourself that, because that, that's how I used to be with even, like, smoking weed. Like, I used to smoke every day, like, several times a day. And then it's like, once I stopped, I used to think, like, I could never stop. I could never stop. And a lot of my friends the same way. Nothing against people who smoke because I feel like it is necessary. I do. Uh, I hit a it blunt, is for some people. I hit a blunt every now and then too. But I have to control that because it makes me hungry. It starts, you know what I'm saying? It, it just does a lot of things that I don't need to do when I'm trying to accomplish certain things. So with that being said. Motivation. Motivation. You know what I'm saying? It goes into all of this. Don't think about what can happen in a month. Don't think about what can happen in a year. Just focus on the 24 hours in front of you and do what you can to get closer to where you want to be. Today is another day for you to start creating your own happiness. Yes, I needed that. You got to take it one day at a time. And I think that's one thing I had to learn because I used to be so hard on myself with not being where I want to be. But my vision can be so big, it's no way. I can get there. I can get there in a week, in a month. If you got to take it hour by hour, you take feel it me? hour by it's, hour. It's so important because you you start overwhelming yourself thinking less of yourself. And it has nothing to do with that. It's just timing is everything. And I even look back. I was thinking about this at church yesterday that God has blessed me to be in a certain position right now. And it's crazy because three years ago, I couldn't handle the position that I'm in now. So it literally levels to... When God can bless you, you maturing and God being able to trust you with what he needs to bless you with. Like, you can't, if you can't manage $100, there's no way he's going to give you a million. That's what I'm trying to tell you, you man. <laughs> so, you got to start with a dollar. You got to start with 20, 100, 1,000. You know, people don't really acknowledge thousandaires, but. <laughs> hey, I do. Hey, that's a step towards <laughs> being a millionaire. They ain't been a billionaire. So, one step at a time. And just to piggyback off of what you were saying about the one step at a time. So, y'all know I'm on this money goal thing right now. 5K in two months, y'all. We on them. 3K in two months. Oh. Was it three? I got to have five, but I already got like two. Okay, okay. We close. But okay, I got the two. two, I got have you. just been bullshitting you got you, and got you. just have that. So, we close, y'all. We close. <laughs> I ain't going to ask for my five yet, y'all. I'm going to wait. <laughs> So I should have way more than five exactly. because I've you know, been living, I've been you know, living with my parents and stuff. <laughs> but of course, I've been having a lot of fun. Right, which you should live your life too. Don't yeah. really, you know balance that thing. Out. But I'm trying to meet a goal. Facts. So <laughs> like, when does that goal really become my priority? Today. So one little setback I had, and it kind of just made me look like. Oh my gosh, every time you're trying to do something good with your money, something happens. But I had to put on my big girl draws on Saturday and get my own 
cellular device. Oh, y'all like your own plan? Yes. Mo hit me with the new number. I'm like, oh, new year, new me. That's what everybody is. Even when I was getting my phone at the store, the guy was like, you know, don't be sad about it. Like, think of this as your time to, like, level up. It's 2020. You're going to get a new number. You're going to get a new phone. Like, it's just another part of your independence. Don't Mm -hmm. look at it like, oh, my God. Right. Right. (laughs) Fact. And what's funny is a few years ago when I got, I had the same number all through college. My first few years I was here in Atlanta, and when I finally got a new number, it felt different, but it's like I started looking back. Some of the people that probably would have texted me happy birthday and stuff, I needed them people out of my life. So it was like perfect. And I had the option to keep my old number. Oh, that was good. And I was like, one, I need a local number Mm -hmm. because I've always had a Florida number. Oh, yeah, you did. So like, that's why when you text me, I was like, "This one of the hoes." <laughs> it was like, it's "Mo, like, oh no, no." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Just, <laughs> just me, just Mo. But um, yeah, no I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I need a local number, something that you know is more presentable when I'm doing business here in Atlanta, because I am about to be super busy. Let's so get I'm it. In, you know, 2020, and like you said, like. For the first time, like, ever in my life, I had to block somebody, like, um, a week or two ago, which me and Travis talk about this all the time. Like, I don't think, uh, I know blocking is, like, a fad. Right. Like, oh, I blocked this nigga. Oh, I blocked this girl because we beefing. But then as soon as, like, shit blow over, you unblocking. The main people you blocking is people that you really want to talk to. Right. And you trying to, like, prove a point. But I don't play that. Like, if I block you, like, you're dead to me. <laughs> right. Like, right. I never want to hear from you again. I don't care. First of all, my pride is, like, anybody who I'm trying to stun on or anybody that I want to make feel bad, like, I want to see you calling and begging. I want to see right. them text messages. I want to know that you are, like. But I'm going to tell you what, get the people when they block you or, or if they don't block you. And then you don't hear from them. That 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 can bother people but no, too. But that'd be okay. Because like you really don't. Well, me personally, I really don't be wanting to hear from them. But just in case they do reach out, I want to know. Like, okay. Some people can't handle this it. Nigga, Some people this can't this even nigga handle it. This nigga done reached out. Like, figures. Because I'm a good ass person. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I blocked somebody the other day. And I knew for a fact I never wanted to hear from him again. Um, so just getting that new number too also made me like, oh yeah, it's going to be hella people that, like you said, toxic people who just hit you up on your birthday or on your, or, oh, I just check, I'm just checking in. What? Like them little future texts. Just the checking Uh, in, right? Talking about holidays How's Miss Bertha? Tell her I said, uh... (laughs) Yeah, ask about my mama. Tell it, tell her she had the best macaroni and cheese. Happy Thanksgiving, like no, but um. Hey, you on your way to just the freedom of your past being behind you, especially if you didn't give out your number to some of the people you ain't. Yeah, really... I didn't really. Nobody has my number. Like people was calling my little sister this weekend. Like, are you with, are you with Morgan? Because I think she has me blocked because it just keeps going to voicemail. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, like I got a new phone. So as people want my number, they can get my number. And as res- respect, this is new phone number etiquette for the people around you. You ask the person who's who got the new number, 
confirm that they can that the new person can get their number before you give out the new number. <laughs> like, don't have nobody. I don't want to. I didn't intend to have my number because you don't confirm with me. Like, be like, yo, let me give them your number. Right. And then and I'll that's have what them, anybody's yeah, number. Yeah, you know period. what I'm saying? Like, let me have them reach out to you. Like, I don't just be giving out no numbers just because. If somebody right. reach out to me and say, hey, what's so-and-so number? I'm like, yo, I'm going to hit them up. Text. And they gonna, they'll hit you up if they feel like it. If they don't, put me out the loop. You know what I'm saying? Right. But That's definitely number courtesy. For sure. Period. And I don't think people be... They don't. They be, be like, oh, let me just give you... People don't know that. No. They think they being nice. It's, it's respect on both levels. You know, and hopefully the person asking for the number can respect that approach. It's just right. It's common courtesy. Getting into our topic for the day, I had a conversation with some people, and we were discussing a whole phase. Whoop, whoop. So I wanted to ask Morgan, first of all, let's define what a whore is. Oh, a whore. A whore. 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 What is a hoe, yo? What, like? Um, I guess I could say, in my eyes, Damn, that shit crazy because... You don't never really think about... Nah, I think about the people that I call hoes, and they really might not be a hoe. Thanks, that's why I said, what is the definition of a hoe? Because I think what makes a hoe a hoe is when everybody know what you got going on. Nobody know who you messing around with. Exactly, because I got some friends who is hoes, <laughs> but motherfuckers love them because they keep their shit on the low, and saying. they're classy, and, you know, like... When I was in middle school... This girl, she was the first girl to everybody got word that she was giving head. Yeah, yeah, and they calling her a hoe. That didn't make her a hoe. That made her a hoe. No, the fact that everybody knew, but she, it's like it's a big. I mean, it's how come you, on. It's how you carry yourself. You suck one dick, you a hoe. No, all y'all some hoes. This the tank conversation. Look, <laughs> suck one dick, you a hoe. Oh no, no, that's suck just two dicks, you gay. <laughs> no, I don't even think of it. You know what I'm saying? Slapping a little, give okay. me the top. You don't Let make a person you. a hoe. Um, I don't think anything is wrong with being an actual hoe, being promiscuous. I guess that's what people could say. Right, 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 right. For um, sure. Like being non-monogamous mm-hmm. is, I guess, a quote-unquote hoe activity. But um, to me, a hoe could be, you could be celibate, you could be abstinent, you could be all of that, but you carry yourself as a hoe. You all in niggas' face. You always wearing your booty out. You always got your titties out. Okay, okay. And and it's not even always about having your booty out and your titties out, but um, necessarily where you are dressed like that. Right, right. Like, if I see you walking like that at the mall, there's kids here. For you females, a Carrying yeah. yourself as a lady, not, yeah. not, you know, not carrying yourself because as a lady. Because a woman can carry herself like a lady and be classy and could cover up, but be fucking five niggas. Facts. And that's a hoe. Facts. I mean, on paper. Right, right. Then I think about also people who just do shady shit. Like, oh, I know she talked to, I know she be flirting with this nigga who got a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She might not be having sex with him, but she a hoe to me. Like, I mean, I done been in that. I like, I don't fuck. (laughs) But when it's your friends or when it's you, the person who's on the opposite, like, oh, all in his face and doing the most, she a hoe. So do you tell your whole friend she a hoe? Do y'all openly have that conversation? Is that something okay. y'all say to each other? I've had one friend who was a major hoe. 
And I told <laughs> not her. A, not a major. And we're no longer friends, by the way. Um, but I told her, I'm like, so she need to kind of slow down. She's fucking a everybody bit. then. She's That's fucking a, everybody. She's a major hoe. Like, and then she had a nerve to like be in a relationship and still was a hoe. Mm, major hoe. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, friend, like, you kind of tripping. And she kind of just was like, well, this is my life and you don't tell me what to do. But I really came to her to even tell her that on some, like, first of all, this is when college, this is, this is Alabama. Mm-hmm. You could, if you fuck everybody in Huntsville, then you move to Birmingham. I mean, you move to Birmingham niggas. Then you move to the Montgomery niggas. Then you move to the Mobile niggas. But you don't even have to leave Huntsville for everybody in all of those major cities to in Alabama you. to know your right. hoe. Okay. So I'm like, just chill, sis. And then you wonder why, like, now that you done lost your good-ass boyfriend because you were a hoe, you can't get another boyfriend to respect you and treat you right because everybody you knows. passed around, yeah. We literally went out to eat one day with two of our male friends, and one of the guys was like, hey, you don't remember I fucked you? Whoa. Yeah, like, and she really had to, like, think about it. And Whoa. he had to give, like. Oh, that's a major hoe. I see. Yeah, that's it. like, he had to give the whole rundown of, like, wow. how it happened. And she didn't care from drug dealers to pastors to teachers to, like. Oh, this was a hoe. She had no. Woo, no. no walls. She had some because niggas was still wanting it. She must have had that fire. <laughs> she, she did used to like suck her thumb and stuff. So she, <laughs> so she doing it all, but she got the sloppy topping. She got the fire. She, it, yeah, and I'm not even going to say this just because I'm talking about myself at this point. I really feel like I never had a true hoe phase. Like okay. I've always been the girl. Ask, do you feel like a hoe phase is necessary? It is to a certain extent. Like, me, it have never got past me, like... Well, first of all, to that extent, you just said that girl... That's super that's hoe. Super, yeah, that's that's another level of whorism. My other friends that are kind of hoes, they kind of know, and then they kind of be like, okay, like, I got to, like, get my mind right mm-hmm. because now we're getting too old. Mm-hmm. Like, right, and right. I want I somebody to treat me like somebody right and you do have to draw the line at some point and I mean you have to decide no one can decide what age yeah no it's no time age in your life. nah you know what I'm saying you really have to decide because the reason why we were on this conversation because somebody else was saying that they were with the same person since they were 17 and they was in this relationship for 15 years they had a how child. old are they now they, they're almost 30 yeah coming up on 30 so they're like, yo, I'm in my whole phase now. I'm like, I feel you. No, I that's, feel you. that's you, you done been with the same logical. person for all of these years. You got a kid by this person. Now, I will say, the kid does change the game. Like, your kid... Does it? I feel like it should. I, I Well, the reason why the I kid know, changes the game... a lot of... Most game. baby daddies is hoes. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean as far as what the kids sees, who mm-hmm. they meet and who they're introduced to, who they see coming in and out of your crib. But that's not even hoe shit. Like, if you being a hoe, none of these women should even exactly. be around. And that's why I say, that's the only reason why I say a kid changes When you're dating somebody, that's when maybe your kid meets them. Right. Because Or they may accidentally bump into each other, but just fucking around, no. So with dating people... 
if you're having, uh, I guess you couldn't really, if you dating and you having sex with everybody you dating, then that's a problem. Yeah, it is. Like, I guess a hoe, even a hoe, hoe don't even mean, like, there's got to be new girls you picking up or da-da-da-da. Right, right. You could be pulling girls from the past that just want the same thing or know when they leave the club, they can call you. Or, you know, when you leave the club, you can go lay up over there. Just being accessible. Being accessible. And one thing that makes a lot of men hoes is not every girl is accessible when you always want them. Right. So when they try plan A, plan A don't work, they might go to plan B and da 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 da. And I might not talk to you, but, you know, once every two weeks or three weeks, but every time we do link up, we right. might have fun. I hate to pull the gender card and have the double standard thing going on. Oh, it's double but, standards are real. Okay. So... Especially when it comes down to what makes a hoe a hoe. Because a female would definitely be a hoe before a nigga is a hoe, I feel like. As far as how they move. Because if you got... No, we're both hoes. Right, right, right. But just, the female is judged before a nigga is Right, judged. that's what I'm saying. So, I Because it's the same I action. give you that. I give you that. So, if you got a team of between five and ten niggas. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. And, you know. A more realistic hoe for a woman is. Three to five. Yeah. Three to five. I don't, I don't know, though. Five because, is still kind of heavy. But, I mean, I'm talking from my perspective. Right, right. Then the reason why I say that is because you could literally be getting something different from all five of these people. And it could be such a perfect balance to where it's just the situation you're in. But that don't necessarily do that mean you a hoe if you're not having sex with all five of them? No, no, no. I, I mean, sex is niggas. involved, though. But it's the reason why. I mean, I, sex could be involved, but you may just like to... I like to go out to eat with this person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You might go out to eat with one I person. really like to talk and confide in this person. In this person. person. But you're traveling one thing with about another a woman, one. one thing about a woman, one of them niggas, she really want to be with. Okay, he probably just don't want her. Exactly. Okay, okay. So that's the reason why we're she's a in hoe, that We're a hoe by default. I definitely feel like women, this is definitely how it is. Women want something serious way more than, most times. That ain't always the case. Yeah, well, there's always exceptions to rules. But in the I feel like in the beginning, I feel like the perception changes once a woman is hurt. Then she turns into this person. Or, Just might be a hoe. Right. <laughs> and I feel like she changed. And it's based on the experience and how they were raised and their background, you know, the type of, parenting that they had i was just thinking about that yesterday like would i not even care about marriage if i didn't come from this super christian background where i almost feel judged if, if you're not married yep i think a lot of times i have moments to where i think is no would way. i be happier would i be yeah like, i think that too. i feel like i'm not satisfying what my family wants if you're not married. Yeah. I don't think that's the reason why you should get married. I don't think that's the reason. I want to find real love. Right. Well, no, no, yeah. that's I, I the get case, what you're saying, yeah. I'd be married. Right. Like, how I, many successful marriages have you actually seen to just think getting married is a great fucking idea? Every married person says it's hard work. It's definitely hard work. And every married person says The this. divorce rate in of people it you is. know personally. Well, personally. personally, you know, more successful marriages. I do only because though we've been taught you don't get a divorce. Oh yeah, regardless of 
what's wrong? And, and I, I don't makes, agree with that, that either. That's toxic. That is not a successful no, marriage. No, it's not. I don't. I, I can't do that. And that's exactly my point. Actual right. successful, like going to therapy, Happy, working out. Yeah. Not saying that it's not hard, but just a model ideal marriage. I do think that it's possible to spend your life with. The same person. As long as y'all... I, I feel like it's possible. I do too. I want to get married. Right. And I just think that a lot of times we want what we don't need all the time. And we find ourselves really, really being attracted to the things that's not for us for real. So we do whatever it takes to just make it work. And a lot of times you bandage wounds and you just move on from it. You sweep a lot of the stuff under the rug, which makes it all toxic at the beginning and the end of the day. When that rug comes up and you (laughs) got to clean up that. Because when you get older and you look back in life and you realize, you know, how much life you've missed. And they don't even realize that it comes off as like, you you know that sound like a hater, right? Yeah. They say it's that three to five year time period if it works or whatever, but... I think all of those rules were established because people wanted a cop out of what marriage should be. Like, yeah. if you really love a person, it ain't no in three to five years y'all gonna decide. If you marry, yo, to that point, if we take marriage, marriage as serious and as it's supposed to series. be, right, then it won't be, oh, it takes about five years for you to decide if you really want to be. No. You, this you, ain't no lease. You, <laughs> five you years. You buying a home. Like, <laughs> Real talk. I feel that. And I I feel like a lot of that confusion comes in with people not being equally yoked and people not really caring about God, how they should, and thinking just that pastor, they have no respect on that pastor solidifying a marriage and opening up their Bible and and reading those verses when they get married. They think it's just become protocol. And marriage is not a thing that should be protocol. And now, especially our generation, have seen most of our parents get divorced. So they think, oh, my mom got divorced. My dad got divorced. And now they live in a better life. Or now they, you right. know, they back dating. Or they, or the world wasn't over after right. that divorce. Not right. necessarily maybe they'd be in a better life or whatever. But the world did not end after your parents got divorced. And I feel like. So it's like, oh, that's, that's option B. But I feel like. It, ha- it definitely has a lot to do with the first question you said, would you be as hyped up about marriage if you didn't come from that type of family? Because it has a lot to do with parenting, single parents. So, right? you know, I've been conspiracy theory mo today. And I have this crazy little, like, thing that I think in my head about men who were raised by single mothers. Now, where this is coming from is all of my personal experiences. Drop it on. So, and I I hope everyone takes this lightly. Please take it lightly. Hey, we don't intend to offend. (laughs) None of that. We just literally sharing our opinions and experiences. If you ain't rocking with it, you can. All right. So I'm going to get to the nitty gritty. Every nigga that I have dealt with that I just want to be with because we have the most fun together, we have the best sex or whatever shit like that, they be, or that's such bad English, they come from... (laughs) They be. (laughs) That's how we talk, though. (laughs) They come from a single parent household, usually with that single parent being a mama. And where we clash at is them be the niggas who don't want to really get married and don't always have the best communication and 
<laughs> Nine times out of ten, be fuck niggas at the end of the day. <laughs> no. Yo, I've never thought about that, yo. And it's so crazy because you keep talking. I'm just saying, thinking about my niggas. Everybody out them dating and stuff, the people they dated, and when you get into how they move, continue. Okay, so now it's a guy from a two-parent household, nice family structure, probably parents went to church every Sunday. He came out the womb knowing he was ready to get married because he done seen his mama and daddy. That was me. And he done. was me. Yeah. I'm a little damaged. <laughs> but, you know, he see the structure and all of that, and he's really the nice guy. And for some reason, it takes women or girls, I should say, because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, say that. Girls, because as a woman, you realize, like, you really want what's best for you. Facts. Um, but it takes girls a while to realize, like, that's probably the nigga you should be fucking with, even though they might not seem as spontaneous as fun. You don't know if they're going to slap you or call you back. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is that what we run now? Yeah, no, real talk. <laughs> Joking about the slapping guys, by the way. But, I mean, unless bedroom. I maybe. mean, people be into that. People be into that. <laughs> it's whatever you into, you know. Yeah, you're into it. I'll try to that's why I say sometimes we want what we don't need. You can love a nigga. He's, That's facts. You know what I'm saying? He can be the worst nigga for you. That's how y'all, y'all, y'all be liking them niggas, man. I'm my good. aspect is these toxic niggas come around with this good dick because their daddy has some good dick. And I messed up the mama. And I messed up the mama. <laughs> and now the mama... What, what trap? How the mama uh, raise them? Bitter, <laughs> laugh. <laughs> no, no, no. So, I, like we said, don't want to offend nobody. So, we laughing about it. But realistically, just being real, calling it what it is, that plays a role in how she raises her children. Because she's only she's raising them best as she know. And it's off a defense mechanism. And it's, all she's doing is... Teaching them that this world is cold. Because that's what she's been through, you know, and I don't agree with that. It's unfortunate. That's a lot of millennials these days. Like, we are damaged, you know what I'm saying? Because for people like myself, I grew up in a two-parent home. I saw marriage. I saw family, that whole Cosby show dynamics, and we had that type of money. But my family was a big family, and that's what I wanted. That's what I still want. Still want, for sure. Um, You know, life so, don't always go as <laughs> On a lighter note, too, all of these women that's raising these sons, these single moms, every time I met them, you know, come home to meet meet a guy's mom, she seems like the strongest, baddest bitch in the room. Ain't no, ain't no woman definitely gonna talk to her no kind of way. She'll get with you. She gonna protect, defend her son. And I think, like, how do these strong-ass women get dogged by these men. Right. And it's the dick. The good-ass dick made them keep getting dick down and eventually pregnant and dipped out <laughs> on. And that's how I feel like niggas be. And they just pass it down because, I don't know, I don't think necessarily... Y'all will let some dick change y'all life. Sure will. Like, and wow. niggas, like, I, I can't even say that all niggas get they. I don't know how do the genetics work. Do you get your dick from your daddy? Or- <laughs> uh, I don't know how that works. 
I just know I'm good. But all I know is that the toxic niggas, they must get their dick from their dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't toxic. My daddy wasn't toxic, and I'm good. <laughs> Maybe you got it from your mom. You got some toxic uncles. <laughs> <laughs> do it. We all do it. Now, ain't nobody sitting there act like, you know, somebody in your family toxic. I just, I think that that's... Jokingly, but it's just, it's, it's a little true. And another thing I want to, like, elaborate on, too, is I'm not saying single mother where, like, oh, you go see your dad on the weekends or, right. like, da 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 I'm talking about niggas who, like, oh, I ain't seen that nigga. Right, right, right. Like, like yeah. Like, since I was eight. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I mean, I, no, no relationship type. And that's from your personal yeah, experience. Yeah, this is my personal experience. Right. Like, niggas who, like, mom and dad aren't together, that do not necessarily warrant their mother to be in a single mother. Exactly, exactly. You still have your father figure. You still, even if it's not financially, you still had them to go to for for man stuff or, right. you know, whatever. But if you motherfuckers who just don't have a daddy, period. While I'm listening, I'm just kind of placing my mind on everybody's like, wow, it's some truth to that. You know, it's some truth to that. And I think that does play a role in it. Now, I will say some people can want that in the beginning. They get in these relationships. It don't go as planned. And then they're damaged, which, I, which is why I don't agree that you should base every relationship off of your past but if you don't take time to be single and really get back to yourself after that relationship and sometimes it's hard especially if you're in a relationship for a long time but if you don't take an opportunity to it's the sex that stops people from that it is the sex i was celibate for I think it's about so, i think it's so crazy one and a half two years ish i feel like for the first time i actually had my own thoughts that weren't okay that weren't tainted. Um, so can you put your mind back on the nigga that you had sex with after those after those two years of being uh, celibate? He was still toxic. Okay, still toxic. So it well, was not. No, it wasn't. It was a new guy. Oh, okay, okay. But, but I had fallen into for, just for okay. another. But it was because, and this is going to be the lamest story ever. But um, <laughs> I had started getting waxed. Or whatever, and I just used to not have anyone to show like my vagina to. Like I would show it to my friends, my homegirls, but I was like, "But I mean, they're just gonna see it. They're not gonna touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't look at it. <laughs> they could if you wanted to. If y'all was into that kind of stuff, but <laughs> obviously you so I didn't. Nigga. I didn't get back in the game for the right reasons necessarily. Um, but I did learn a lot from that situation. And after the, the initial toxic relationship had, um, ended, which it was just kind of a kick it. Like he probably had hoes or whatever, but I was just in a space to just want to hang out with somebody. So I wasn't taking that seriously. But the next thing that I did take seriously, I felt better about it. Right. I got after you. have knowing how I feel about things on my own. I feel that. And just to bring all of this back full circle, I kind of feel like a whole phase is necessary. Yeah. Because in order for you to be successful at, I think, being married, you kind of got to know what you want. Got to know what you like. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You got to know what you like. And, well, some people get are comfortable with their person. They may be the only person they ever had sex with. So... Like I've heard some older couples say this to um like some older women 
Because most of the time niggas get around a little quicker than the women yeah. do. But I've even heard, though they get around with, I guess maybe older women. Go ahead. But I've heard them say, my husband is the only nigga I've ever known. So if she ever got something from somebody else that turned her out, I feel like it's going to change her life. So I feel like that's that has a lot, especially at in our generation, because being that we do bounce around and we test the waters at different things, it's almost like you can't get in a marriage with somebody who doesn't satisfy you sexually. I think that in order for you to know what you like, and by the time you get to the point of you marriage... You try some stuff out. You do. You got to test so all that card I have you two, I have mixed reviews on that. Okay. One is I realized in college, after having sex with this one guy, um, who's married now. I know his wife is very satisfied. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I realized. <laughs> yeah, she just had a whole moment, right? <laughs> okay. Shout out to him. Thank you for that. Um, but um, I realized, like, dang, I was not supposed to have sex before marriage because it took. That's what I was about to get into. It. That's exactly what I was about. And to I say. mean, I don't want to sound like a hoe, but it's kind of gonna sound hoeish. But it's you know the reality. It's the reality of things. It took me a few guys after him to not be comparing. Every dick to his. Mm, got you, got And you. who knows if one of those guys in between is somebody I really could have had right. feelings That's for. That's the thing right there. But then, now I am dismissing them because they don't do half of what he did. And so that's another thing I feel like that. with trying stuff. Some stuff you go so far into trying that you can't necessarily even tell people that you tried this stuff or want to I mean, bring it out the so much the stuff gate. you could do in the bedroom, though. You know, let's just, just draw the line. You know, depending on what you're into. But once you start, it's kind of hard to backtrack. It is. It is. Once you start, it, it, it is. So I know it's some things that I've done. And I wouldn't necessarily want to tell no nigga that I'm talking to, like, or, like, I would tell him maybe after we've got to that point of, like, it being okay. But it's like, I don't, I feel like it shouldn't be like that. No, I feel it. Like I said, different levels to it because I might meet a girl and I could turn her out. You know, I can give her the best head. I could give her the best dick, but I don't eat booty. And she done had her booty yet. So it's like... And that's an expectation. It is an expectation. So she probably like, damn, I love this nigga. But I mean, not saying that that I way. don't think that's no make it or make or break. It and shouldn't be. Because that's something a nigga could definitely grow into. Like back in the is. day, I used to be like, I'll never eat booty. And it's like the older I get, the more it's like, okay, I might. Because I mean, it gets it, it can get crazy to a point where you so close. And it's just like, okay. It, it, yeah, I ain't never had no nigga that... Um, I was actually fucking with for real, not do it. And it ain't been no shit that... Because the expectation. Not, it's not, no, it don't even have to be no shit a that's brought up. A subconscious expectation. Yeah, like, it's just like... <laughs> like, oh, he nasty. I know he... <laughs> that's what you need to... Oh, this nigga nasty. <laughs> he gonna, he gonna eat my booty. But then, as a woman, I don't want to be you like... You gotta eat the booty how like many, How many booties have you eaten? Yeah, uh, no. Like, <laughs> if a girl asks me that, I'm gonna be like, what? Excuse me, come again? <laughs> Huh? That's just shit you don't talk about. But exactly. That's just like asking how many partners you've had. You know, you just, it's one of those things. How many booty holes have you licked? <laughs> it's, one of, <laughs> it's one of those things like, you kind of want to make sure they ain't no hole, but if they say something crazy and it just mess up everything, it's like, dang, I shouldn't ask you that anyway. But you just got to go with the vibes. You really do. And, the, and I think like-minded people usually attract. We usually find ourselves in situations that 
Because I ain't never really had no nigga be like, the booty, what? No. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So the, the, the type of niggas you go after be them old nasty, them nasty niggas that you know. This nigga go, if he don't, he gonna eat my booty at some Eventually. point. Eventually. But I, I think <laughs> that makes the point that I was about to say. I don't. That's why I feel like sex. You shouldn't have sex before marriage. I mean, it's, it's no backtracking. That's impossible. But it's just so crazy how what if sex you get baptized. Has, man, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy though because people really be thinking like they knew after you come up out the water. Stop playing. That that whole thing. Look, sis. you knew, but I remember Bro. what that mouth did. <laughs> And look, what's crazy is you could be this whole new person. People around you will not forget. They're not. Because it, it was a girl I went to church with in Alabama, and she just became holier than thou out of one, out of nowhere. And she was definitely a And holy. that'll make people call you out right there. You start and acting holy and stuff. But I had to really think about it. Like, am I? Well, one, one thing that kind of made me mad about the whole thing was she started judging me on some shit. And it wasn't, I wasn't even on no whole shit. But she was like, oh, you're finna go hang out with that nigga again. And you just hung out with him yesterday. Like, you should probably give it a day or, you know, da-da-da. Because that's gonna lead to sex. And da-da-da-da-da. Mm. And I'm like, bitch, I know 10 niggas you done sucked they dick before, before last <laughs> month when you decided to be. Yeah. Like, so don't tell me I can't, like, go to dinner or, like, right, go like, to the mall with Exactly. Don't, and that's what that's what's wrong with the church in general. They start expecting you to just be this new person. Like, you just... Whenever like, they reach their they reach awakening. That point, it's like, yo, you got to grow into it. That goes back and to the... it's just, like, um, I had to really stop being around her, but I loved her from a distance because it's like, I'm proud that she has made this 180, Right. but I cannot be around you and not almost judge you. Right, facts. Because you. you're... She judging you. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you what you should be or should not be doing. It's like, yo, don't don't be like that. We, we go back. So to bring all of that to a close, you know, we wrapping this thing on this up. This was a good episode. It was. It was. <laughs> You know, y'all let us know what y'all think about it. If anybody want to share, you know, feel free to DM us. The last thing I did want to mention was this weekend I was able to go to the High Museum of Art for the Virgil Abla, however you say his name, you know. Abla. Figures of Speech. Uh, he has an exhibit at the High Museum of Art. So it's here until, I think, March 8th. Just something to do. I need to go. Super dope exhibit. I, I am a creative um, I found I learned something new about him. Uh, he has a master's in architect. And growing up, I used to want to be an architect. I never pursued it. I really wish I would have, but I didn't. So just to kind of see the things that he's created, he's the creative director for Louis Vuitton. So that's big for the culture in general because, okay. you know, years ago. We got ago, Dapper. We got Dapper Virgil. Dan, you know, we got Virgil. You know, Kanye West. Yeah. Can't forget you. Billion dollars. And it's so crazy to me, like, even with um, another thing, that we had on the list to just kind of briefly talk about is the Ivy Park. Ivy Park! The unboxing of that. Like, I, I had a little, super I, dope. I pulled up to my house the other day and it was just a huge orange Yo, box. Yo, that's five. Yo, that's six. And I was like, little old me. <laughs> hey, shout out to me. <laughs> shout out to me. You but know you know, I haven't posted me in none of my clothes yet right. because. I've been off social media, and so okay, we got you. I we just, got you. I really ain't trying to flex on these folks. So. Just gonna keep it on the low. I yeah. feel it. I think what's <laughs> what's funny about that though is when you compare Adidas to Nike, like it's so many creatives that Adidas give opportunities to. 
But this is what I'm going to say about that. Adidas really be fucking with people. Like, I think Kanye West makes 100% off of him. Yeah, if not 100, it's 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 close. Yeah, Yeah, it is close for sure. But Adidas realizes that just by letting this man create stuff. It keeps their brand. They're making millions by letting this nigga be a creator and giving him all creative ideas and making all of his money. And and they have tapped in on, let's get the biggest influencers in the world. Facts. Beyonce Facts. and Kanye alone. like Exactly. Like, they winning. Nike... They cut, you know, these athletes' deals and, and Kanye, you know. And Kanye was with Nike at one point. And you know, he cut that. And now, this man dropping shoe after shoe after shoe after shoe. Now, you know, Beyonce tried it with, I think she had, like, the House of Darion. That yeah. didn't do well, flop. You know, everybody liked to, you know, praise Beyonce for securing our bags. Not necessarily the case, you know. And I think that can be an inspiration to people, too, it though. Is. You know, she didn't stop and not allow, because Ivy Park was in Top Man a few years ago as well, and it wasn't doing as good now, and she had to rebrand. So, allowed it to be inspiration. House of Darion goes along with that baby fat. Yeah, I was just about to say. And that was, it was just an into urban wear altogether. Like, that faded, and everybody came together, like, just with the same kind of, like, Forever 21, H&M, or trendy, hipster, just all across the board, or just, athletic wear right people wear athletic wear regularly now right or they wear oversized t-shirts you know just right and to see even at the museum yesterday they have uh virgil doing an interview they did an interview and they have it just playing and you can kind of listen to it but just to see how he approached it and how he was patient how he waited his time how he didn't allow you know what society was saying to stop him from accomplishing that goal and now he's created something with the off-white movement that, so is it true that you're supposed to switch? He wants you to put the extra shoestrings in different shoes or something. I didn't really. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really see or get the breakdown of that. That's something I'm gonna look into. Actually, I want to start studying a lot more about him after going to the exhibit. And in addition to that, they have some other exhibits there too. We walked to the other side where they were having this other one, and it was a. Uh, it was an artist. I can't remember his name off top, but he basically had, he was the first one doing collages. And in the exhibit, he his collages are telling a story. And it was actually about a lady. She was a whore, which is funny that we talked about this. But the images were shown. Like, at first, you're kind of reading it, you're trying to understand it. But when you get to, like, pick 10, you start, like, okay, this was a hoe. Because the mm. way the story was set up. So, Jezebel. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, interesting interesting things, man. I think this year I'm actually going to be a member at the High Museum so I can go to all of that stuff for free. I think the membership is only $75 for the year. You can literally go to all the events they have. And the High has a lot of dope events. I went to a jazz event there a few years ago and I left drunk for free. So a lot of good, dope things. That's just a part of our putting y'all on to new things in the city. Uh, one of those things you can try. I went to a concert, the Samoa concert. I've talked about him on some of the episodes, and man, I went to it via Travis's IG. Story. You know, this nigga son, he like a modern male brandy. I think that's why I respect him. He's created a lane of his own. Uh, you can tell he has a church background, and he's not afraid to showcase that, even in his shows. Um, I don't see him. I hope that he becomes a mainstream artist, but because of how 
music and how society you sell your soul. Yeah, you know, because of how society views certain things, he may not get there, but I definitely hope he does because he's dope. But we need to wrap this song up. We I gotta wrap get this home. Up. Yeah, I gotta do some stuff today too. Get ready for the week. On that note, you can follow Mo at <laughs> Mo underscore town. <laughs> you can follow me at I underscore motive, M O T I V underscore the number eight. And of course, follow the podcast at Let's Motivate to Yell, L E T S M O T I V A T L. Shout out to everybody that tuned in. We thank y'all. New stuff on the way. Y'all just stay tuned in. We out. <laughs>